morning, Mid-Missouri. It's time for your wake-up call here on KOPN Columbia, 89.5 FM. It is Wednesday, November 3rd, and... Today, we're expecting a high of 52 degrees under mostly sunny skies. Stay tuned for a full weather report after these news headlines. So with 11% voter turnout and just over 2,700 Colombians turning out to vote, the continuation of the additional one-eighth of one, sorry, one-eighth of one cent parks and recreation sales tax passed overwhelmingly yesterday. Um, 2,200 people roughly voted for it, just under 500 voted against it, so it was about a four-to-one margin. Um, Not really close. Uh, Unfortunately, I woke up to some sort of unpleasant news. Glenn Youngkin became the first Republican to win the top of the ticket race in Virginia since 2009 overnight, it was called, um, beating Terry McAuliffe. Um, He had 50.7% to their 48.6%. Republicans also seem to be on track to win the lieutenant governor and state attorney general races and are going to take control of the Virginia House of Delegates. That's uh, This is from the New York Times. In New Jersey, Governor Phil Murphy, a Democrat, looks likely to pull off a close win, but the situation remains uncertain, and a close Democratic win in New Jersey is still surprising. Trying to end on a more positive note, uh, we've got a story from Allison Kite at the Missouri Independent who reports that the global meat producer Smithfield, which operates some of Missouri's largest industrial hog operations, has withdrawn requests to convert 10 of its permits to what environmental groups say would be more lenient ones. Smithfield Foods, which has a history of environmental violations in Missouri, operates some of the largest concentrated animal feeding operations, or CAFOs, in the state. Each facility consists of multiple farms, with barns that have slatted floors to allow hog waste to fall through into a pit before being pumped out to a lagoon. CAFOs are often criticized by environmentalists and smaller farmers as a threat to clean water and a nuisance to rural neighbors. There have been in, there's been increasing pushback to the facilities in recent years as state lawmakers have relaxed the rules for them. This spring, one of the Smithfield CAFOs spilled 350,000 gallons of manure into uh, and polluted 12 to 15 miles of nearby creeks. Um, the company had applied with the Missouri Department Missouri Department of Natural Resources to terminate its current site-specific permits and convert the, them to general permits at 11 of their sites. But earlier this month, a representative from the company emailed DNR to withdraw 10 of those applications. The Smithfield employee offered no explanation for the withdrawal or the decision to still pursue one of the general permits. Here on Wednesdays on the Wake Up Call, we check in with John Dupuy, the host of Tech Radio. Let me see if I can get him on the phone. Good morning, John. Good morning. There you are. What's new in yep. tech this week? Well, we get to talk about a new product this week. This oh, fun. This the is Art, the RT1 from a, company, a new startup company called Rivian. Rivian. And it's going to be the, the first uh, electric pickup truck. Huh. And uh, and and by new product, I mean literally they're 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 starting they've started production. Okay. So this isn't this isn't a pie in the sky kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it came out into the news this week because uh, reporters were allowed to drive the things for the first time. Ah. Um, they've got their launch version, which is going to be coming up with all the bells and whistles, which is coming up in, uh, in about a month from now. They'll start shipping those. Um, 
expect a launch version is going to be 75k for the price and then eventually the 67k um, for the regular version in the future but a few details about it it's a pretty interesting truck uh, it's got a 300 mile range it's got an ac outlet in the console and two in the truck bed because it's got if any nothing else it's got lots of electric power available to it <laughs> mm-hmm. um and probably most notable for the people that are that like this kind of thing is it has four electric motors one for each wheel for a very interesting uh, form of four-wheel drive because typically four-wheel drive means you got one motor and you're trying to distribute Mm-hmm. that same power center to the four wheels on the car. In um, this particular case, because you have four independent motors, each of them provide their own level of torque and force based on what the car, the vehicle's doing at the moment, hmm. which gives it considerably better uh, ability to move around difficult situations if you're driving it out in the field or actually taking it off-road. Although I will note personally, Many pickups never see off-road, yeah. ever. <laughs> That's by <Yep>. the point. <laughs> if your pickup is clean. <laughs> yeah, but if you wish to use actually use your pickup truck as a pickup truck, it uh, it, it is it, this one is actually very capable of it. And the 300-mile range puts it into the camp of things that reduce range anxiety quite a bit in mm. folks. Yeah. Um, this particular startup is backed by Amazon, T. Rowe Price, Ford, and some really big investors. They've put, uh, I think in the last round, they, they pulled in another $2.5 billion in funding. So this is a very, very well-funded hmm. startup. So we might see quite a bit out of this company in the future. They have other plans, of course. They want to get into trucking and uh, of, of other forms. You mean but, like over-the-road trucking, like semi-trucks? Well, I don't... I'm not going to speculate about yeah. that. Right now, they've got a pickup truck coming out. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that that's what they started with instead of a, like a little two-door or four-door thing. Like they went for it hard. It is. It is. Although, frankly, if they'd gone into the uh, the regular sedan market, they'd have been gone face-to-face against Tesla. Yeah. And Tesla has a huge first-mover advantage right now. That's true. That's true. Well, I wonder, I mean, if they're just starting production, that seems like that would be a fairly long process, I would think. I mean, does it does it guess in the article realistically how soon we might actually... Well, you said that the reporters drove one, so they've got one. But how soon could we actually well, see these for sale, do you think? Well, that's it. They're, they're for sale right now. Oh. And they're, start, they're starting shipment. Oh, so they, I misunderstood. They, they are producing them now. Oh, my goodness. Um, those are just early production models because they don't officially start coming off the line until about a month from now. Okay. But yeah, yeah, they, they're actually starting oh, production. Oh, so if somebody's now, listening and is interested, they could go to Google and, and check them out now, I guess. Yes, yes. Okay. Now, yeah, I don't know what the weight line is Yeah. That, but, but there it is. Now... They're going to encounter the same problem Tesla has, which is mm-hmm. producing automobiles is a very complex and difficult thing to scale. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're going to be learning their lessons as a uh, as a manufacturer as well as they go through their first yeah. so many years of expansion. Although help having Ford Motor Company as a massive investor behind you, I think they put in uh, yeah, there's five hundred million of the money into there. Yeah. yeah, that's a good ba- that's a good backer. <laughs> the fork learning manufacturing ability. 
Interesting. Well, that's a really interesting story. And, you know, probably good news with all the climate change talk, you know, one more choice of an electric vehicle is probably not a bad, not a bad thing. No, no. And in fact, for at least for this country, having a pickup truck, an electric pickup truck will make a big difference as far as moving mm-hmm. us over to electric. Yep. Yep. Great. Well, thanks for that report. And we'll look forward to hearing what you come up with next week. All right, thanks. Uh-huh. So if you want to hear more talk like that, you can follow John on the web at tech.radio. Um, to, for your weather report, today we're expecting a beautiful fall day across our listening area with a high of 52 degrees under mostly sunny skies. Tonight we'll drop down to a chilly 33 degrees, and if you haven't brought your house plants in for the season, it is probably a good idea to do that. Tomorrow's forecast is nearly identical to today's with a high of 54 and a low again of 33. There's going to be a slight warming trend through the weekend with highs in the upper 60s. It's 33 degrees outside right now in beautiful, chilly downtown Columbus. Democracy Now! with Amy Goodman is next, but if you were to tune in tonight uh, to Farm and Fiddle right at 6 p.m., they're going to have conversations with some of their favorite folk musicians coming back to Mid-Missouri for the Big Muddy Folk Festival. Big Muddy will be held in Boonville on November 12th and 13th, and Farm and Fiddle celebrates the homecoming after so many months of isolation, Zoom calls, and longing for community. Our conversations with Dave Parra, Joe Newberry, Matt Watroba, and David Smith of Harmony are just the beginning of a wonderful weekend of songs and music. That's Farm and Fiddle, tonight at 6 p.m. Good morning to my listener in Los Angeles, and hope everybody listening has a great morning.